Welcome to Life Gets Better Now podcast with Mary Hayes Greco. Today's show is The Upside of Anger Part 2. I'm producer Aaron Warhol, and I'm here with forgiveness expert Mary Hayes Greco. Hey, Hi, Erin. <laughs> yes, we're back. We're going to get down into it today. <laughs> we are. We are. It, and our last show about anger, I, I realized kind of midway through the show, well, really at the beginning of the show, I'm not so comfortable talking about anger. Is that why you were sitting on the edge of the sofa with your tippy toes up, ready to leave the room if you could? Well, it, yeah. it was funny because I didn't know it until we were talking about it, you know? So, and it, and what I, what I was realizing too is that my discomfort almost got in the way of me hearing something really key from you, but I did hear it. I caught it, and I want to share that with everybody right now. It's a little clip from one of the most important things about anger, I think, that you said last time on our show. Let's listen to the clip. So the upside of anger is that it clarifies for us who we are, mm-hmm. what we believe is right, who, who and what we will have in our space, and... Um, it clarifies in our ongoing healthy relationships, it clarifies our boundaries with each other. <laughs> and why did you like that so much? Well, I had never thought of it that way, ever. I think, you know, I think about anger as something to be managed. Right. <laughs> and, like, do something about it. Get rid of it. Leave it be, you know. Anger management or go to jail. Yeah, There's not, like, a lot of other Well, you think about options. it's like people boiling over and they've got to, like, stop being inappropriate with their anger or something. But what you said about boundaries, anger showing us our boundaries. Well, this is what is exciting about the forgiveness method that I'm teaching, Yeah, is that our forgiveness method has both a way of handling the anger or expressing the anger Mm -hmm. freely and restoring your boundaries. And those are huge issues for people who are considering doing forgiveness work. And that's why most people don't want to do forgiveness work. Because they feel like, no, I'm mad. No, (laughs) that's not right. And they can't do that. Okay? That's... That's That's, great. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to let people know more about you. Mary Hayes Greco is the author of a wonderful book called Unconditional Forgiveness, A Simple and Proven Method to Forgive Everyone and Everything. And Mary is also the director of the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training. And you have taught many, many people, thousands of people, how to forgive. And your work has taken you all around the world. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> There's no sign of stopping it. So this podcast of ours, this Life Gets Better Now podcast, uh, we're doing because we want to share with people all of this knowledge that you have and insights about, around forgiveness. And the point, of the why is so that people can feel better and live better and be happier and more at peace. Absolutely. And also, I'm just kind of on a mission Mm -hmm. to get a new understanding of forgiveness out there. I feel that there's just so much misunderstanding about forgiveness. There's some really unfortunate myths about it. And it's preventing people from doing it. It's Mm. preventing people from feeling better. And so I'm really eager to get out this, this new understanding of forgiveness, which includes the fact that you can do your anger and you can have your boundaries. Excellent, excellent. Okay, and so let's let's just dive into that right now because since our last show, I've thought about that a lot and I've tried to, in moments when I've felt myself get angry, I got teenagers, <laughs> <laughs> um, instead of looking at it as something to get rid of or handle or move away from, I, I used your definition 
and it did give me great, much greater insight into why I was angry. Mm-hmm. And your your anger gives you an idea. Of course, there's other wellsprings of anger that people come from, but a good, clean, healthy anger mm-hmm. really shows you that something is wrong mm-hmm. and that it wants addressing, Yeah, that it wants you to set something right. So um, there's this kind of a, just a natural sort of surge of adrenaline that goes into the body when you're justly angry that mm-hmm. says, hey, hey, set a boundary here. Yeah. Hey, that's not okay. Gives it a little bit of oomph. So talk a little bit about the right, right relationship with anger because I think... I'm a little. Cl- I've been a little clouded by maybe more of a fear of anger. <laughs> but what is what is a person's right relationship with anger? So a right healthy relationship with anger is if somebody gets in your space in, in an insulting way or mm-hmm. a dismissive way or a you know inappropriate way, you feel this kind of snap of adrenaline that makes mm-hmm. you sort of stand up and speak vehemently. Mm-hmm. Uh, a healthy expression of anger is you sort of straighten your spine, lean in a little bit, and speak vehemently. Yeah. And some version of no, (laughs) some version of no, that's not okay, or why did you do that, blah, 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 blah. It it has a little bit of fire to it. And it doesn't, it's not abusive if you're not, you know, judging the person's character or Mm -hmm. calling them names or Mm -hmm. beating them up or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So it's nice, as we said in our last podcast, when if you have a relationship as I was talking about my relationship with my husband, where we can sort of duke it out with anger because yeah. we both know the rules. Yeah. But you can't always do that. You can't do it with some of your children and yeah. some of their ages. You can't yeah. do it with your boss. Yeah. You can't do it with uh, someone who is irrational and much larger than you and is threatening to beat you up. <laughs> you know, there's certain limits to it. So um, in our method, and also sometimes you're still mad about something that happened a long time ago. Yeah. And it's been just revving inside you. It affected you and you never quite let it go. Yeah. And in our method, we take the time to let that anger out um, in the privacy of your own office or healing room or space and to an empty chair. So we use the device of speaking our anger out in step two of the eight steps, just the way it is inside us. So we use the language of emotion. We lean in, we speak vehemently. We say, hey, I want to tell you right now that you are driving me crazy with that thing. Mm -hmm. And I hate the way that blah, 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 blah. You just go and go. And there's no limits to how you can express your anger to an empty chair. (laughs) Well, The chair never gets insulted. It never gets up and leaves. It never hits you. You can put a cushion on it and hit it. It doesn't hit you back. It's it's wonderful. So... Is this different than other methods of forgiveness that that are out there? I mean, this yes. is an important step. Yes, it is an important step. Well, you know, these days, um, one of my more academic colleagues has uh, done some research about this, and she tells me that there are 26 models and methods of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And me and my group, my group and I, um, sat down a few years back and dipped into 12 of those Mm -hmm. models that are the more well-known ones. And we read the books and tried the methods. And we determined that our eight-step method, which has been being taught now for almost 50 years because of my teacher before me taught Mm -hmm. it for 25 years, we really think this is the bomb. This is the (laughs) best stuff since sliced bread. It has eight steps. It has everything you need and that one thing more. And what's missing in some of the um, forgiveness modalities out there, 
if you ask me, is there's not an adequate um, way to deal with the emotions. There's not the understanding of the subtle energy, Mm -hmm. the subtle healing energy part Mm -hmm. of forgiveness. And um, some of the models are purely secular, meaning they're intellectual, they're mental, Mm -hmm. they're, they're morally based. And some are religious. They're Christian only, and you have to do it through Jesus, and there's only that way to do it. So our model has this nice um, balance where it's really based in universal spirituality that um, just, I don't know, just about everybody can go there okay. and, and buy it. But, but the gift of step two in our eight steps is really getting a chance to let the anger out the way it is. Yeah, and it and it it's important too because if you haven't let the anger out, what does it do to you if you're keeping it inside? Yeah, it's festering. Festering. It's festering. It's you know swirling around. It's yeah. it's making you obsess and ruminate and mm-hmm. and and you just get really frustrated and bored with it after a while. So yeah. so it's really. Because you're trying, when you're doing that mentally, it's because you're trying to solve a problem mentally that can't be. Oh. And has to be expressed. Okay. Viscerally, physically, emotionally. So when your mind is spinning, 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 Mm -hmm. it's because you're trying to, you're trying to, to go at it at the wrong level. You have to go at it at a physical or emotional level. That's why you have it out with the empty chair. So as you're saying that too, you said when you said at the mental level you had you had your hand up by your head mm-hmm. and when you said the physical emotional level you brought your hand down to your belly. Mm-hmm. And My it's like, belly Ur. is mad. Yes. It's really mad. <laughs> so it's yeah. really in the body. It's that, in the body. Yeah. Okay. It's in your belly which is where you carry your power. Okay. And your power is insulted and your power wants to say, "Hey, <laughs> cut it out." <laughs> hey, you, you can't do that to me. Yeah. It can even say worse things. It can say F you. It can say <laughs> you should die. It can say anything it wants to because it's just moving the energy that's been stuck inside you. And, it's just and you're saying it, it to an empty chair. You're saying it to an empty chair mm-hmm. because, you know, if you say you should die to an actual person, you know, <laughs> we don't know how it's going to go. It's probably not going to go very well. So, <laughs> But you might want to say it to an empty chair. It doesn't hurt a thing. I promise you. God understands. Yeah, and and God can handle our anger. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Because in approaching an issue with an intention to forgive, we are saying to self and universe, hey, I'm in in it for love. I'm here to love everybody. I'm here to be of goodwill. I'm here Uh to have a good attitude. And so for the next 20 minutes, I might need to pretend that I'm killing someone off. (laughs) <laughs> in this private room, I'm gonna smash up this cardboard box. This is just between you and me, God. Uh, but you could do it. You could kill that cardboard box. Tell it it's a stupid effing whatever. You know, kill it off. And it's it's amazing how it that really uh, lets that stuck, you know, uh, revolving ball of anger yeah. inside you just kind of uncurl and move out. Well, leave. okay, so after our last show, after I recovered from my deer in the headlights. Like, <laughs> deer, deer, in the, deer in the headlights. In the headlights. You're such a deer in the yeah. headlights. So, yes. but I, and I was thinking about what you were saying about boundaries, and I did have a couple of opportunities to explore my own anger as it just rose up in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what came to me as I was trying to just stay with it instead of fleeing it, which would be sort of my typical MO, is that it's there's an issue of integrity with yourself 
when you're angry. Mm -hmm. To be in integrity with yourself, you have to admit to yourself, I'm really angry right now, and here's why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's me, and this is a reflection of what I think is right or wrong and what I value. And Yeah, yeah. and I, I guess I hadn't really thought of it that way before. Mm -hmm. So It kind of helps you get to know who you are. Yeah. The things that make you mad. <laughs> <laughs> know Excellent. thyself. Know thyself. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, we're going to just take a quick break here, and when we come back, I'm hoping you'll share some kind of forgiveness story around anger and dealing with anger. Love to. Okay, so for the moment, okay. So our sponsor, which we're so happy to have, is the energy and attitude of unconditional love. Unconditional love. It wants you to thrive. Yes, and the new definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is releasing an expectation that is causing you to suffer. Pass it on. Excellent. Okay, and before we get into your story, Mary, I just want to remind people that if you know somebody who maybe suffering a little too much, who's a little unhappy, experiencing emotional pain that they've been carrying around for a long time, baggage, tell them about this podcast. Share it with them. Mm -hmm. We'll help them unpack their bags. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> so right now on the Life Gets Better Now podcast with Mary Hayes Greco, Mary Hayes Greco is going to tell us a little bit about something. What? Oh, I'm going to tell you about... Um, a friend of mine that I helped with the forgiveness issue. She was in a, um, she was in one of my groups when I was first starting out, and uh, she came in week after week after week, just kind of seething with a quiet, smoldering mm. anger towards her ex. Ooh. And she was in the process of divorcing him. Um, actually, they had divorced, but they were working out the um, the childcare arrangements, the mm -hmm. the schedule and the money and all of that stuff. And so they were going to court every couple months and hammering things out. And, and she was just in this like steady smolder of anger. And about every other week I'd say, so what do you think? You want to, you want to forgive him? You, you, you ready to like not feel this way? Cause no, I'm not ready. Oh. No, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. It's, I can't, it's too big. It's too big. I'm not ready. And, well, and I, I just want to say, cause I, I've worked with people as they've gone through their divorces, and sometimes the anger off of people when they're in situations like that, it is palpable. Mm -hmm. You feel it. Yeah, it's like being near a stove or something. Yes. <laughs> you see the air yes. kind of whittling around them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she was like that. And But here's the thing that I learned from her in this process, because this came clear to us later. She was not ready. She was not ready. She was not ready. She was not ready. She was mad, 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 mad. And then she finally had the important day in court in which she got what she needed from the court. She got what she needed from the judge in terms of the the boundaries around oh. time, energy, money, yeah. um, you know, support for school, for the kids or whatever. She got what she felt was really, truly needed and just and <clears throat> deserving in her situation with him, and the, the court ruled in her favor. And she came back, and she was ready to forgive. And she said, you know, I realized I needed that anger. Really? I needed that anger while I was going to court because, you know, my ex has got a big, mean lawyer, and I've got a lawyer too, but I, I tend to be too nice. I tend mm -hmm. to be too soft. I tend to be a little afraid of conflict. And I needed that anger smoldering in me to get me through this process with, you know, 
with all the vigor that it asked, that it required. And once she got those boundaries sorted out, she was like, oh, okay, right, I'm going to, sure, I'm going to let this go. And she said, I don't know, though, it's, it's, it's awful big. I don't uh-huh. know how I can do this. I said, well, all right, so we're in, we're in a big room. We're in a big room in a, in a church uh, fellowship hall doing this group, and there's about 20 women there, and um, it was all women that time. And I said, well, how big is it? She goes, oh, God, it's so big. It's, I said, well, is it, is it this big? And I have my arms spread out, you know, good, you know, five feet apart. She goes, oh, no, Mary, it's bigger than that. It is so big. It's, I said, it was as big as half of this room. And she looks, she goes, no, it's bigger than that. I hate him so much. I hate him. It is bigger than half of this room. I said, well, is it bigger than this building? She said, yes, yes, it's as big as this whole block. I have so much rage towards him. It's as big as this whole block. I said, oh, wow. Is it bigger than the block? She goes, no, no. I think it's about as big as the block. I said, good, okay, good. (laughs) Your block is only as big as a block. That's good. (laughs) So this gives you an idea of how people feel about the yeah. anger that we're dealing with is like, I'm afraid to go there. I'm afraid Absolutely. it's going to blow up my house. I'm afraid yeah. I'm going to murder somebody. I'm afraid I'm going to just go crazy or something. So you see, yeah. people have really a lot of, some fear about going to as big as it feels in them. But in fact, you know, how big is it really? So how big was it really in that case? We took a couple of uh, hefty cushions off one of the sofas mm-hmm. and um, I sat next to her and I encouraged her to yell. Mm-hmm. And she yelled, I hate you. You have been so horrible to me. Mm-hmm. You kept me under your thumb for years. You have been so unfair. She's yelling. She's crying. She's punching the pillows. And this circle around her is kind of listening, going, yeah. You know, so she just let that out and out and out. It took about 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And suddenly it was gone. It was. She was just at the bottom of it. She was like, oh. Oh well, well, that that was it. This is the feeling that was as yeah. big as a block. It took about twenty minutes okay. of passionate yelling in detail about his offenses and crying and punching a pillow, and then she was ready to release the expectation. So she's moved from step one, being willing, through step two, expressing the anger, to step three. Let's now identify the expectations she had. And maybe there was like five or six of them. And we had her shift them. Hey, I really would have preferred that you had been completely amenable to what was fair to me all along. But you weren't, and I'm now releasing that expectation. Mm-hmm. See, now she can let go of it emotionally because she's kind she's, of duked it out as much as she can. In the body, in, not just yes. in her mind. Yes. Yeah. And I wish this, but I'm letting go of that, and I'm letting go of that. I'm restoring my boundaries in step four. I give you total responsibility for how you've acted, and I have responsibility just for me now. Goes on to the through the eight steps. And she was a noodle when she was done. She was so released and relaxed and exhausted, admittedly. Yeah. She'd been carrying that for a long time. In fact, she'd been really pretty angry at him most of their marriage. So mm-hmm. for about 16 years, she had Oof. had a lot of these issues. And that's why yeah. she ended up finally leaving him. And so she kind of like lay down. <laughs> she lay down on the floor for the rest of the class and someone drove her home and she was tired <laughs> the next day. But then she woke up and a physical, a chronic physical condition she'd had for 16 years, as long as she'd been mad at him, cleared up. 
Really? I cannot remember if it was colitis or irritable bowel or, oh my. you know, some kind of a, a gut condition that's mm-hmm. really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd had it for 16 years. She was always managing it. And it cleared up by half after she forgave her ex. And then over the next six months, it cleared up completely. That is amazing. Yeah. So that was literally eating her up inside. Yeah. And she was carrying, she was having that physical stress symptom for as long as she had known him until the day she forgave him and it began to clear up. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, that, I mean, there's so much there. But it makes you think, too, that, the seething anger, the simmering anger of trying to manage that, and if there are kids involved, that's that's unhealthy. You know, at a certain point, you got to just let it go. Right. And, you know, we can't really control all the outcomes. We have to do what we can on mm-hmm. the worldly level to yeah. get what kind of justice we think we should get. Right. Um, but we don't always get that. But, you know... That kind of mother bear rage Mm -hmm. that she was feeling around some of the issues about about him and the children, that kind of mother bear rage is is volcanic. You know, it's like really fiery, and you just can't carry that forever without hurting your body. Yeah, it's not meant to be seething inside you. It's really meant to kind of flame up and make something happen and die out. Yeah. So in when you do these workshops, I mean, I I would love to have been a fly on the wall on the wall for that one, and and. The other people in the workshop got it's powerful. To it. Yeah. So, what do they take away when they see that? What does it show them? Well, it shows them that no matter how big something is, you're not going to be uh, spending the rest of your life at it once you decide. We probably worked with her for a full hour. Mm-hmm. It was only one full hour, though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of 16 years, you know, and all the weeks and weeks we had seen her, you know, mm-hmm. with this this smoldering anger. So um, I think they learned that maybe you need your anger for a while, but then you got to let it go because it's yeah. it's hurting you too. Yeah. Maybe maybe anger, like I said last time, it's it helps you walk through a doorway to your power, but you can't live in it like a house. It's a doorway, but not a house. Right. So don't live there. But walk on through. But walk on through, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Well, I I have a feeling that we're going to revisit anger again because <laughs> it seems like it's really a big topic and there's a lot of different ways of, of learning about it. It's, and using it's a it. natural part of us. Yeah. It's really a natural part of us. And all the ways we look around and feel so concerned about how people are cruel and, and um, violent to each mm-hmm. other, it seems to me so much of it has to do with... Um, boundaries yeah. uh, and unresolved wounds and right. and inappropriate expressions of anger. You know, if I was a little hardier as an entrepreneur, if I was like a really big, bold entrepreneur, you know yeah. what I would do, Erin? I'm telling you, I would open up rage centers. Rage drive, centers. Drive-in rage centers. I would have, you know, like the daycare center or the, you know, the senior uh, day, daycare center. Or something. I'd have rage centers, you know, with, with 
Seriously, think about it. You'd go in and you'd be so this nice person wearing a martial arts uh, outfit greeting you and having you <laughs> fill out a release form. And then there'd be these rooms you could go in and you could pick up bats and, and hit things. And yeah. you could shout and scream, you know, at 2 in the morning because you yeah. just are so angry at your husband or wife. You could just stomp <laughs> out of the house and go to the rage center and shout and scream. You could pick up little teacups that we bought at the thrift store and, and smash them against the wall, you know, and and you'd get it out. And then, you know, you'd have this little debriefing room where you'd kind of calm down and go through the rest of the steps. The and decide. steps, yeah. Well, yeah, you'd either forgive or you'd make a strategy for moving out or something, you know, you'd have some kind of, like, counselor that would help you out the door. But yeah. it just seems to me like... There's just so many moments where people need to know where to go yeah. to get that out, to to get that big piece of anger out. And it's it's really just part of being human. Well, and not a lot of people, I think, are taught this. Like, it, it's... No, I haven't seen any rage centers yet. <laughs> no, but I mean, in no. general, just the idea that here's how you manage your emotional pain. You know, that, I mean, and that's why we're making this podcast. Right. But it's, I mean, and I it's say- not that hard. I'd like to give one suggestion. Yeah. And it's just something I did with my youngest daughter when she um, came home from school every day in fifth grade. There was a boy who was picking on her. Yeah. And it wasn't like awful. It wasn't like terrible bullying, but she's yeah. a sensitive girl and he was a little bit, you know, messing with her, you know, messing with her mind and being mean to her. And she'd come home just so mad, so mad at Eli. And so, she'd come in the door and she'd say, I'd say, how's your day? And she'd say, oh, I hate Eli. I hate him. I need to hit the pillows. I'd say, oh, okay. Do you want to, um, you know, go to the bathroom and get a drink of water first? No, no, I want to hit that pillows first. So I'd say, okay. And I'd sit down on the couch and I'd pick up one of the couch cushions and she would get across the room. She's a little skinny, you know, girl in fifth grade. She'd get across the room and she'd yell, run across the room like a, like a banshee yelling, I hate you, Eli. And she'd throw herself on the pillow and pummel it. Yeah. And she'd do that about 20 times over. She had really a great capacity for doing it over and over again. <laughs> and finally, she'd be done. And then I would give her another little something from the forgiveness work. You know, she's a kid, so she doesn't want to, like, go through a method. You know? She's like, <laughs> yeah. and now I would do step seven, open up to the universe. To... No, she's not, she's not going to do that. But I said, okay, you know what? So there's two things that got to happen here, Vivi. Uh, one, we got to find something that's good about, about him, yeah. about Eli, for you yeah. to think of. So when you think of him, even though you don't like him, yeah. you could think of one good thing about him because that will help you, you know, see him. Yeah. She said, well, he's funny. He's very funny. Mm -hmm. And um, he's really good at baseball. And so those are good things. I said, okay, good, good. And let's see. How about, how about if you remember that at this time, Eli seems to like to pick on you and that you will make some choices around not being near him Mm -hmm. until he gets Mm -hmm. over that. Yeah. She said, yeah, I can do that, you know. So, and he got over it. You know, I mean, kids are passing through things. He didn't yeah. stay yeah. picking on Vivi for the rest of his life. In fact, they, they met again in high school, and they really became quite good friends. Oh, You know, beautiful. I mean, people just move <laughs> along. But at that moment, she just needed to get out her anger about him being an annoying, an annoying yeah. boy, and um, <laughs> to find one or two good things about him and to avoid him, which is a boundary. You know, like, yeah. I don't go in his space. I, if he comes near my space, I just step away. I, I have my, my, 
my bubble, my space around me. Excellent. Yeah, she got through it. So you kind of were running your own little rage center right there. (laughs) My own little rage center (laughs) in the living room with my fifth grader, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I... um, I really enjoyed talking about anger this time. I don't think I was frightened You were at not all. squirming at all, Erin. Good job. <laughs> so we would love to hear from you. If you would like to tell us whether you uh, enjoy talking about anger or hearing about it, please email us at forgivenesstraining at gmail.com. And then once again, tell others about this podcast. Share it. Please pass the word. Yeah. So, okay, so coming up on our next podcast, Mary, but what about evil? Yes. What about it? Okay, I'm scared of that podcast. I know. I know. She's scared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sure sure it'll be okay. Thanks. Well, yeah. Yes. What do you want to say? Well, I think, well, you know what? We're going to get you down off the wall with that one, too. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get it to the right size. It's only a little tiny piece of the universe, evil. It's not like the whole universe is cut in half between 50 50 good and evil. This is a little tiny shred or like a little black thread in the cloth. That is part of the learning that some of us go through sometimes. Okay. All right. We'll make friends with, well, you know, (laughs) stay tuned. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've been listening to the Life Gets Better Now podcast with Mary Hayes Greco. Many thanks to sound engineer Daniel Zamzow. And for the Life Gets Better Now podcast, I'm producer Aaron Warhol. And I'm Mary Hayes Greco. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, here comes the sun.